as I pray? God, we're opening our hearts to you. We want to hear your word for our lives, your word for our situations. We know that you have the power to change uh, things supernaturally, and we just pray that tonight that you would unlock something in our heart that gives us the courage to make some changes that we need to make and to believe in you for the changes that you're going to make. In Jesus' name, amen. Who here has ever experienced a fat, a fat, a flat phone when your phone battery goes flat? Um, it can be quite troubling. I was hanging out with Jared Hills a couple of weeks ago and my phone battery went flat and um, I dropped him home and then I, I needed to pick up something from Repco. So I went into Repco and um, is John here? John? John helped me so beautifully. Uh, ooh, I don't know if that's the right word for customer service, but you helped me, mate. You helped me quite a lot. My phone battery was flat and I thought to myself, will this product work for my car? And then I thought, no worries, I'll just check it on the internet. And then I was like, I can't because my phone's flat. And then I thought, it's okay. I can do the research about whether it works with my car when I get home. I'll just take a photo of it so I know the product I'm thinking of. And then my phone battery is flat. And then I was thinking, well, my pop's a mechanic. I could just call him, but my phone battery's flat. But I could get the Repco people to call for me but his phone number's in my phone and my phone is flat. And I just thought, you know what? I'm just going to get it. I pulled it off the rack, took it to the counter, and then I double-clicked the side button for Apple Pay, but it didn't come up because my phone battery was flat. And my flat battery led to so many other little issues. Have you ever experienced that before? And so many of us have experienced this when it comes to sleep. We have, if we don't get a good sleep, we have low energy we have slow reaction times. We have short fuses. Um, if we are hungry, sometimes we can get a bit hangry. And if we get a bit hangry and we have a bit of an anger problem, the solution is not to deal with the anger by going to an anger management class. The solution is to eat some food. Um, and if you're having some problems with your energy levels and you're not getting eight hours of sleep, I would suggest before you think about a Red Bull or something like that, maybe just consider going to bed a little bit earlier. And so many of life's issues, sometimes we think that they're this presenting issue, but they stem from something deeper. Sometimes we can recognize it, sometimes we can't. But something that actually causes so many issues in our life, so many symptoms, we feel so many symptoms, is from our heart. And our heart can cause so many issues that trickle off in so many different ways. And that's why um, that's why I want to look at this verse that says, guard your heart in Proverbs above all else, for it determines the course of your life. And a heart issue is never just a heart issue, because it doesn't just affect your heart, it affects all other things. It's, it actually determines the course of your life. I, this year I had someone say some things to me that um, it really troubled me in my heart. And I really struggled to, to deal with what this person said to me and it kept me up all night and, and I couldn't sleep. And so this trouble that was residing in my heart was now affecting my sleep. And you know what? If you don't get enough sleep, then you don't have enough energy and X, Y, Z. I remember when I was planning for youth camps long ago, I would get so stressed coming into youth camps. And I remember the night before youth camp once, Hannah was trying to get me to eat because... Because I was stressed, 
I didn't have an appetite to eat. And then she was trying to ask me what I wanted to eat. And I couldn't even make a decision about what I wanted to eat because I was so stressed about all these decisions that I was trying to make about youth camp. And you can see how when you have something that's troubling you on the inside, something that's troubling your heart, it can actually go on to affect so many other things. And so that's why tonight I want to talk about untroubling your heart. You know, the devil knows that if he can get your heart, he can get so many other things in your life. And, and we think that we've got to deal with all these other presenting issues, but maybe there's just something that's troubling us on the inside. Maybe the devil has tried to make his way in and he's tried to undermine you by getting into your heart. And so that's why I want to talk about untroubling your heart, because I really believe that Jesus wants to us to live from a place of peace. Actually, in John, Jesus says that he wants to give us peace. This is what the verse says in John 14, verse 27. It says, peace, I hide it in a hard to find place. My peace, I make you work for it. Oh, oh no, it doesn't say that actually. Oh, it says, peace, I, I, I actually, I leave it with you. It's not hard to find. I've actually left it with you. My peace, not I make it, you work for it. My peace, I, I actually give to you. So God's peace is something that is available to us. It's something that's within reach. Jesus has actually left it with us. Sometimes when we have a troubled heart, we think that peace is so far away, but Jesus actually says, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. And I do not give as the world gives. And the New King James says, let not your heart be troubled and let it not be afraid. And so when it comes to trouble that's in our heart, we've got to understand point number one, my heart is my responsibility. The state of our heart is actually up to us because Jesus wouldn't say, don't let your heart be troubled if it wasn't up to us. He would say what he says about trials and tribulations. And what he says about that is trials and tribulations, they will come. Not like you have control over it, they'll come. But this he actually says, don't let your heart be troubled. That leads me to think that actually Jesus says, I can have control over the state of my heart. And you know, when flies, it's coming into summer, We're going to start to see more and more flies. When a fly comes into the house, it's really troublesome. It's really bothersome. It just, the sound just gets to me. Just, oh man, it just, it's really bothersome. But I can choose whether or not that fly is inside my house. And all of us are out here, so many people are blaming the troublesome nature of the fly rather than accepting the responsibility for leaving the window open. And when it comes to our heart, we're doing the exact same thing. We're blaming the troublesome nature of our circumstances. We're blaming the troublesome nature of the world right now, rather than accepting the responsibility that actually I can choose to not let it affect my heart. People say, oh, it's the donut's fault that I'm not healthy. But I'm pretty sure you have control over whether or not you eat them. They'll say, oh, it's my co-worker's fault that I'm so anxious and depressed because they always, they always just lurch out and say negative things to me. They swear at me or they do this, that, and the other. And that's true, but you do have the choice to dwell on it or not. And so an important question we need to ask ourselves is, do we actually consider that our heart is our responsibility? Because a troublesome situation, yes, it's troublesome, but whether or not that trouble is going to reside in your heart is your responsibility. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. He didn't say that you can stop the situations from being troublesome, but he said that you can actually prevent it from letting it cause trouble in your own heart. So 
Are you blaming something, an external circumstance? Are you blaming something for being troubling? Or are you going to take responsibility for keeping trouble out of your own heart? So we, need to, we need to move from a place of... Uh, so many of us these days just love to pass the blame. Just what's, what's the problem here? And we start to blame this and we start to blame that. Why am I so troubled right now? I might blame this. I might blame, blame that. Actually, probably our own heart is our own responsibility. And we might not be able to do things to change the troublesome circumstances in the world. But we can choose whether or not it affects our heart. Are you keen to see change? Or do you just want someone to complain about so that you don't have to take responsibility? Oftentimes when we complain, we're just looking to be able to put the blame on someone else. So it's someone else's responsibility. So I don't have to do anything about it. And when the trouble is happening internally, like someone else might be able to deal with maybe the way that they treat you, but really whether or not that you let that get into your heart is, is, is up to you. Whenever we talk about clean heart, um, I always like to use the analogy of bird poo on a car. The bird poo will land on the car and bird poo is by nature acidic and it will, you know, it'll destroy the paint unless you wipe it away straight away. So many of us just leave situations in our heart and it begins to erode and burn away at our heart. And that's why we really need to practice clean heart and removing the trouble from our heart because otherwise it's going to be acidic. When it lands there, it's okay. I'm going to wipe it off. But I need to make sure that I take responsibility for my heart rather than going, oh, the birds, it's the birds' fault. Birds are just being birds, man. Just wipe that stuff off. So Jesus offers us peace, but we actually have to choose whether or not we make it the state of our heart. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. And there's a difference between someone giving something and you actually choosing to receive it. You can be given something, but you can also make a subconscious decision to not receive it. It's maybe it's, it, it's like it's in your possession, but you're not living out of it. And so I want to ask you the question tonight, what's in your heart right now? Is it trouble or is it peace? Is your heart troubled or is it at peace? Because if it's trouble instead of peace, maybe that's a sign that there's some responsibility that we need to start to pick up. The state of my heart is actually my responsibility. Time to stop receiving trouble. Time to start receiving peace. See, troublesome situations are put in front of you, but it's the same as God's Jesus peace that he wants to give us. We get to choose whether we not we pick whether or not we pick that up and let it sit in our heart, whether or not we dwell on it. And when we dwell on something, whatever we dwell on, that is what begins to change the state of our heart. That's why it's written in the Bible to think on things that um, are pleasant. Think on things that are wholesome. So my heart, my responsibility. Second thing I want us to get tonight is that untroubling. So if your heart's troubled, I don't blame you because the world, man, there's like, you've got the chance to be offended every single day. (laughs) You've got the chance to be hurt every single day, especially if you have the Facebook app installed on your phone. You have the chance to find yourself with a troubled heart every single day. And I don't sit around and complain when there's a fly in my house. If there's a fly in my house, I'm not sitting there going, man, my life sucks because I got a fly inside my house and I'm going to Google whoever invented flies so I can send them a complaint letter or I'm going to try and find the fly nest so that I can, I don't know, do something about it. No, no, I don't, I don't complain. 
I know that that's a part of life. What I'm going to do is I'm going to initiate the process of removing that fly from my house. I'm going to deal with it. And untroubling is initiated by us. And if we have a troubled heart, it's no use sitting around and complaining about it. It's no, yes, sometimes we need to get stuff off our chest. And I really highly encourage, if you've got something that's troubling you, then it is healthy to talk about it. But if you're just sitting around talking about it, if, I'm, if two hours later I'm complaining about the same fly that was there two hours before, then I've probably missed the whole point. I've got to just go and open a window, go and open a door. I'm pretty good at actually getting flies out. Hannah just wants to kill them. She just wants to spray them. But I'm more a fan of, I feel like it's a challenge. Um, and when I get a, ha- a fly out of the house, I like feel so good. Anyway, just the little things in life, guys. You've got to get some wins. So... If you have a troubled heart, then you need to be the one to start the process of untroubling. And the Bible helps us with this in Philippians 4, 6 to 7. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. And then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. And his peace will guard our hearts. Remember that verse earlier? Guard your heart. Guess how we guard our heart? His peace. His peace will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus as you begin to live in Christ Jesus. So if you're worried, what does that mean? If you've got trouble on the inside of your heart, what do you do? How do you start to untrouble your heart? Well, first, you've got to commit it to prayer. You've got to pray about everything. If you want to get God's peace, that will begin to guard your heart. Man, you've got to pray about that stuff. And It's surprising how often people have trouble and then I hear them talk about it. And then if I ask them the question, like, have you prayed about it? It's surprising how often the answer is no. And I think, man, if it's troubling you that much, surely you want to commit it to the God who can do all things. Surely you want to commit it to the God who cares about your well-being. Surely you want to commit it to the God who says, my peace I want to give to you. My peace I leave with you. And that situation that I was talking about earlier, about someone who said some things that stuck in my head, I had to really practice this because it was affecting my sleep. I was replaying a conversation over and over again, and it was really troubling me. And man, I don't have the, I don't have the, the golden ticket. I don't have the silver bullet here. All, all I was doing, I just begun to wrestle. I, I was replaying this conversation again and again, and I was like, no, nah, I'm going to think about something else. I don't know what to think about. Who cares what else I think about? I need to think about something else. Well, I can just think about thinking things and thinking things and, and just see where my thought train leads me, and, you know, I'll just think about something else. And it was like that for like two minutes. And then I realized, you know what? I need to actually give this over to God. And so I started to pray, and it was amazing how soon after I prayed that I was able to fall asleep. And I'm not saying that, um, you know, we can just say a magic prayer and then suddenly all of our worries go away. But I really do believe that it starts, it's got to start with prayer. Because while I was sitting there wrestling my own thoughts, all I was doing, I, I was kind of at a little bit of a stalemate because I couldn't think of anything else to think about. Or if I did, it kind of wove its way back to that. But when I initiated the process with prayer, that's when things began to change. And that's why Jesus says, don't let your heart be troubled. Even if it's going to start with a wrestle, man, I'm not going to let my heart be troubled. And I love that Ephesians 4 verse 26, it says, don't sin by letting anger control you. 
don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. And to me, the principle that I see in this is that we've got to deal with our negative emotions quickly. Before the sun can go down, before that bird poo can start to rot the paint, we've got to deal with them, man. Because the longer it's there, the more damaging it's going to be to you. So what's troubling you right now? What does your heart need untroubling from? Maybe you and a friend are really divided right now. Maybe you lost a source of income and you're worried about what the rest of the year is going to look like. Maybe you don't know how you're going to go because exams are next week, um, school students. Maybe you've got a habit of drinking, a habit of looking at porn, and just the fact that you have a habit is troubling you on the inside. Maybe you've got an abusive parent or sibling, or, or maybe you've been really struggling with your mental health, and just the fact that you have a struggle is bringing you trouble on the inside. Whatever it is, the process of untroubling, it begins with you initiating something. It begins with you choosing to say, you know what? I'm going to do what Jesus said. I'm not going to let my heart be troubled. And it might be the biggest wrestle in the world. Some flies, when I open the door, they fly straight out. Some I'm chasing around for like five minutes. Um, but I refuse to get the mortine. But anyway, some stuff, man, it's going to take a lot of wrestling. But you've got to choose and say, I'm going to stay in the fight. I'm not going to let this trouble me, even, even if I'm wrestling for a long time, even if it takes a lot of prayer, even if I really have to push through, even if I've prayed about this and I've ran out of words and, and I don't know what, how else I can pray. That's when I turn to praying in tongues um, because the Spirit can pray on my behalf. But if, if you, don't have, uh, if you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit, that's okay. You can just keep wrestling in prayer. But what have you been struggling with for a while but you haven't been able to get rid of? I want to encourage you today to go on the process of untroubling your heart. It might seem like a huge battle. It might seem like an uphill battle, especially if it's something that you've been dealing with for a long time. But Jesus has peace for us. And Jesus says to us, we have responsibility. We have control over the state of our heart. Let not your heart be troubled and let it not be afraid. And when you can get to that point, man, where you can start, your heart becomes to be decluttered, where you start to clean your heart up a little bit, then I want to encourage you to make your heart a fortress. After I get flies out, I close the door. (laughs) I am not letting another fly in through that door. And it might come in through another entrance. It might come through the bathroom window. I don't know. But I'm not going to go, oh, I guess I'm doomed to live with flies. No, 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 I'm not doing that. I'm going to, okay, I'm going to close this door. And if it comes in through another gap somehow, I'm going to close that window. And it might be a long process. Maybe for some reason I've opened all the doors and windows and I need to go around and close all the doors and windows, but I'm going to stick in the fight. I'm going to choose, even if this issue comes back, even if I was trouble free, but that habit has come back. That person has said that thing and it has affected me again. Man, I'm going to choose, I'm going to stick in the fight. I'm going to get that thing out of there so that I can make my heart a fortress. And some of us, you know, we get so down comparing ourselves with, about how we look to others, but then we still follow supermodels and impossibly bulked people on Instagram. We feel so unloved because of someone who criticizes us, but yet we continue to spend time with them and give their opinion priority. We don't like, maybe you don't like swearing all the time and maybe you even get good at keeping a clean mouth, but then you hang out with people who just, it just brings it all back. 
and you're not, you're, you're not choosing to make any change in the people that you hang out with. Maybe it's the same with getting drunk. There's people who really egg you on and you just, you know, you, you can't really get past it. If you're not choosing to close that door, to close that window, then you're just letting another fly in through another entrance some other way. So if there's, an, if there's a problem in your life, if there's something that you're going to work through, then that's what it means to, when Jesus says, don't let your heart be troubled. What he's actually saying is, you've got to go on a process every single day. If I want to not let my room get messy, it means it's something that I do every single day. It's something that every single day, if something happens, I'm just going to quickly tidy that thing up. Um, Pastor Steve Kennedy, who is, uh, has been to New Hope a few times, we saw him on the screen for Pastor Chris and Sue's 20th anniversary. He said something really great, which I, I just loved this quote. When he was using that verse about guarding your heart, one of the other translations actually says, keep your heart. And he used the example of a garden. You know, with a garden, you've got to keep that garden. It's, it, you don't just like get it good and then it stays good. You've got to keep it. And when it comes to our heart, we've got to keep our heart. We've got to attend to it every single day. And if we want our heart to be a fortress, it's not something that we neglect and leave behind. We have a great moment in church and God touches our heart. It's something that we've got to back up with daily Bible journaling, hearing from God every single day, choosing to allow God's voice to reign in our life over the voices of others, choosing that when something else comes in, when I start, when I find that my life's going to be a little bit troubled, man, I'm going to push that out. I'm going to make my heart a fortress once again. And what did Philippians 4, 6, and 7 say? If you want your heart to be guarded, then you need to uh, pray, commit everything to God, and then His peace will guard your heart. If you can begin to pass every worry to God, guess what? You don't have to guard your heart. God's peace will guard your heart for you. Come on, who believes that God's peace is going to guard their heart this week? I I don't want to have to be constantly putting in all my power and my willpower, my effort. I don't want to have to strive to keep my heart clean. I just want to be able to pass that on to God. Jesus says His yoke is easy and His burden is light. Sometimes we think it's going to be hard effort, but actually the Bible says that the way of the transgressors is hard. But actually Jesus... Jesus' burden is, Jesus' yoke is easy and light. And when we just submit everything to God, His peace will keep our heart. His peace will keep our mind. So you need to decide today, what are some guards that you're going to set up? What are some doors? What are some windows that you're going to close? You play your part, close some doors, and then you just give everything else to God and He'll play His part by giving you His peace. So what are those guards that you need to set up? Are there people you need to stop hanging out with? websites or social media you need to stop visiting? Is there bands or artists that you need to stop listening to? Is there a new habit that you need to start? Maybe prayer or journaling? Whatever it is, I really believe that Jesus has given us His peace. And when He said it, I think He was serious. My peace, I leave with you. I, think it, I really think it is available to all of us. My peace, I give to you. And if we each choose to take responsibility for our hearts, realize and decide that it's my heart, so I'm going to take responsibility for it. Then we can begin to live from a place where trouble is not often in our heart. And when it is, we can clear it out regularly. Trouble may come, but it's not going to live there. Um, would we? Can you all just stand today? And I just want to take a moment right now to just decide in our head, where am I at? That's just such an important decision. If you want to move forward in life, you need to know where you are. That's how GPS works. To know where you're going, you've got to know where you are. So where are you right now? 
Where is your life right now? Where is your heart right now? And if you have trouble in your heart, if your heart is feeling troubled, then I want to pray for you today. And maybe you would pray, pray with me. And so if that's you, just everyone, let's just close our eyes. And, uh, and I'm going to pray for everyone who feels a sense that their heart is troubled, that something's going on on the inside. And why don't you just, as I pray, why don't you just repeat these words after me in your head and just consciously think to yourself, I'm saying this to God right now. So Jesus, today, we, we give you every anxious thought. God, I want my thoughts to be about you and glorifying you. I don't want my thoughts to be about worrying or troublesome circumstances. I don't want trouble to live in my heart. Jesus, help me to receive the peace that you offered to me. In Jesus' name, amen. And, you know, also I've spoken how Jesus wants to give us peace. And as I said, it's a gift. It's something that Jesus gives freely for us. Unlike many things in this world that we work for, that we strive for, uh, Jesus' peace is something that he wants to give to us. And for a lot of us today, our next step is going to be to go to clear out our heart and to begin to guard our heart in a new way. But maybe for you, Jesus being part of your life in such an internal way is kind of a new concept. And I, I want to let you know that Jesus is interested in what happens in your internal life. Jesus is interested in your well-being. And choosing to make Jesus and faith a part of my life, it has actually absolutely transformed the way I deal with my heart and the way that I deal with my thoughts and the way that I live life every day. And you can choose today as well to make Jesus Christ part of your story. And the way that you do that is just, it's a decision to move closer to God in some way. That might be to find out more about Him or it might be to take the plunge and decide that you're going to commit to living for Him. And maybe you've already made that commitment before, but you just want to decide today afresh, I want to recenter my life and get back on track and just keep following Him. Whatever that step is for you, whatever it means for you to take a step closer to God, I want to encourage you to consciously choose today, I'm going to do that. And Pastor Levi is going to share uh, about a few things that we can help you with as you make that decision. Hey, why don't we thank Pastor